you, my friend, are listening to the Happy Hearthstone. Feels so good to be back. This show, as always, is brought to you by our awesome patrons, people just like you, people that I need to thank from the bottom of my heart. Frank P., Major Death, Tim K., Barbaric Yop, Boticus, Wicked Good, Brett R., Doge TK, Mr. Jones, Trevor Y., and Avantes. Thank you so much. You can join these awesome people, get some great perks for yourself, and help you improve at Hearthstone. You can go over to patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone to find a tier that works well for you. Hello and welcome to episode 170 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown, and boy, did I miss you. Like, seriously, I missed you. It's been a few weeks. There's been a lot going on in my world. I hope you were connected through social media or the Patreon or elsewhere because I was trying to keep everyone up to date, but I know we probably have some people who just listen to the podcast uh, I, I know I was saying earlier that I had a, a child on the way, and so at least it didn't, hopefully it didn't throw you off too much. I just didn't know what I would need around that time, and now I know a lot better because uh, let me just uh, excuse the, the quickness of getting to why I'm happy today, but we have welcomed our son, my first son, into the world, and his name is McLean Andrew Brown, and uh, we are just over the moon about him. Uh, it, on, honestly, it took me some time to get used to the idea of being the parent of a son. It was enough just becoming a parent in the first case, but uh, now I know what it's like to be the father of a daughter. I don't know what it's like to be the father of a son. So I, if I'm honest with you and transparent, I was pretty stunned for a while. Uh, we didn't know the gender going into the delivery, and so it was quite uh, surprising that we had a boy there. So uh, he is just over two weeks old now. He came on May 31st, and he and Mama are doing great. I tell you what, uh, the first delivery uh, of our daughter was really rough on my wife, and so this time has been uh, much, much lighter. Uh, it's still strenuous, obviously. This is uh, an experience like nothing else, but uh, but I, I've been so proud of her and so thankful for the uh, medical care she got and for all the work, honestly, she did going into it and on the other side. Uh, so it has been quite, uh, quite the journey. So two weeks into being a dad of two now, and I, I got to say, I love my son, but I, uh, I have slept more in my life. <laughs> I've got to admit, and I've been—we've been lucky enough that my mother-in-law has been hanging with us ever since uh, the delivery day, and she's been a massive, massive help. So we're we're super thankful for that. We've actually got her husband uh, coming in this week. Uh, it's my father-in-law, obviously, <laughs> and so he'll spend some days with us, and then my parents are going to come join us next week. So. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, I went right back to work, actually, because, uh, surprise, my boss was actually, they were pregnant with their first kid, and they delivered the day before us. We were actually in the recovery room next to them at the hospital. How's that for uh, for timing? It was kind of crazy. So because it's their first, they really he really wanted to spend that time, uh, paternal leave. And so uh, I said, you know, it'll, it'll be better for me anyway if I take that time after uh, my parents leave and it's just the two of us. That's really when we need the time anyway. So I'm going to spend that time. 
time then. So, boy, are we transitioning. Uh, if you haven't seen pictures yet, be sure to go to twitter.com slash Living and you can uh, see pictures of baby boy. Uh, and Lucy has been doing great. She loves being a big sister. Uh, literally zero uh, jealousy things so far. We're kind of holding our breath waiting for it, but uh, she's been great so far and just loves her little brother. And wants to give him kisses all the time and, and check on him, see how he's doing. Uh, so, yeah, that's obviously the biggest thing going on in my life, and I'm uh, I'm super happy. There's uh, It's just new dynamics. I mean, for those of you who have been through this kind of thing, uh, this is the development of fam- uh, familial uh, uh, dynamics, I guess. And even when they're this young, we're laying the foundations for when they can start really recognizing and, uh, and being truly interactive, learning from us, both the good and the bad. So... Uh, just trying to be really mindful and, uh, and aware of those things now. So, uh, yeah, really excited. And I have to thank every single one of you who uh, who reached out during this time uh, and congratulated and uh, said that you were, you know, for us and stuff. It really means the world. It's one thing to have a podcast and have people listening to you, and that's that's all well and good. But to truly have a family of listeners who care and who are there for you and stuff, uh, that, that really means the world to me. So thank you so much for those of you uh, who did that. And yeah, let's just start talking about uh, some of the other stuff. Actually, before I do that, I will say I also thank you for being patient with me as we transitioned. Uh, I would love to say that I'm right back into weekly from here, but I think I'm actually going to take one more week after this one. Uh, I'm just like operating off of no sleep whatsoever. And especially with my family coming in, there's going to be a lot going on. So I think it's just going to be kinder to us to to take one more week there. And then I should be back into the weekly grind uh, from there. So really appreciate your patience through all of this. And uh, yeah, good times ahead for the fam. Lots to talk about in the Hearthstone world. But before we get there, I'll talk about why I'm happy in the video game realm. Because honestly, I've been I've been up to a lot lately. Uh, even though we uh, we've got a lot to do with the family, but kind of in those evenings or during nap time on the weekends or something, I just have really wanted to just unplug and uh, play. So I've been uh, doing a lot of Apex Legends, actually. They had a big event, the Legendary Hunt, that went down, and uh, that was really fun. I've been, I've been playing a lot more of that and finally feel like I'm getting decent. I'm, I can, not like consistently, but I'm getting top five about once a play session, and I'm happy with that. I even got a win the other day, which feels good. So uh, you never quite know how those things are going to shake out. But man, that game is a lot of fun. If you don't enjoy it, that's fine. I, I'm really, really enjoying it. And I can't wait for Watts, the new uh, uh, scientist character who's coming in season two. So that should be fun. I also played quite a bit of Eternal. In fact, in the first week of the month, I hit Master in Ranked, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I, I was actually talking about it with Wicked Good and looking at my match history. And I realized, because he actually pointed my attention to it, that the the laddering system is a lot more uh, was kind to you, I suppose, and makes it so that even with you know even though you don't have streaks necessarily like you do in Hearthstone, uh, all the way up your wins count more than your losses, and they're they're just marginally better at the very end. Uh, but I, I I felt like it was much more generous, so I was able to get there in that in that first week, which is great. Um, since I got there, honestly, I've just kind of been doing my dailies in there. I honestly, Eternal is a lot of fun. I really am enjoying it. Uh, the Dark Frontier expansion that they came out with is uh, is cool. I've been trying a bunch of different decks, uh, 
if you're familiar with them, the Praxis and Feln uh, especially. I can't stand whatever that uh, seven mana six six that uh, onslaught gives your opponent a curse. They play that against me. I, I got to craft four of those so I can <laughs> play that deck. But uh, but yeah, Eternal's been a lot of fun, and I was uh, I was pretty proud to hit Master. I haven't done that in a while in that game, so that was good. And then of course Hearthstone, because come on, it's a Hearthstone podcast. We should talk about that. So I did beat the Dollar on Heist on normal, so super psyched for that. Uh, I dipped my toe in Heroic, but I've been mostly spending my time on the ladder. I hit rank 5 with a secret, um, what was it? It was a secret hunter list that I actually Wicked Good was playing on his stream and uh, was super happy to get there to rank rank 5. But then I've, I've continued climbing and I've been mostly playing this Hook Tusk Rogue, which if you haven't seen is sort of the lackey rogue shell, but it runs Captain Hook Tusk and a six pirate package with the Henchclan Burglars, Ticket Scalpers, and Castaway, Cursed Castaway, yeah. Uh, the six mana five three with Rush, Death Rattle, add a combo card, or draw a combo card from your deck. So I need to check to make sure that this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I went 14 and one with this deck. Like one of the most insane streaks of my life up to rank three. I started wondering, you might remember in December, I had the most insane run with uh, Mechathune Priest, like 25 and five to legend or something. But since hitting rank three, it has been like a hard wall. Since then I've gone, uh, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, um, it looks like seven and eight. So, uh, still plenty more games to play. And I think I'm, I, I want to try sticking with it because I've played this deck for so much now that I'm starting to know the nuances and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to learn it better, but I'm, I'm losing to stuff like token druid and, Oh my gosh, there was this weird spell mage. They got an Arcane Watcher on turn three. That's the three mana five, six that can't attack unless you have spell damage. And I thought as long as I just took care of his spell damage minions, then they wouldn't be able to attack with it. Well, they had a spell damage minion every single turn. It eventually just killed me. Uh, that was that was bizarre to say the least. So, um, but but I think there's just too much variance in the in the losses that I'm having that uh, I can't really pinpoint one exact thing. So, I'll keep trying. I'll report back to you. Hopefully, I can make it to legend. Uh, no no pressure to hit it for me because it's a month of very little sleep. But uh, it would it would be fun to be able to hit that, and especially with as much time as I feel like maybe I can uh, I can muster up my best self for I would uh, that would be great so yeah that's kind of the world of hearthstone for me uh, as we jump into the news I actually did get to watch a ton of the Vegas Masters tour this weekend uh, forgot to mention I'm also happy because Father's Day was great obviously uh, my wife took me out to a new steakhouse in town and Boy, I, I had about the best prime rib of my life, I'm just going to say. Uh, and also before that, she, I, you know, she, I told her that there was this Hearthstone tour and stuff, and she was like, well, why don't you put it on the, on the big screen? I was like, all right, I'm not going to say no to that. So we watched, uh, we watched some of that. So on Friday while I was at work, I kind of had it on in the background. I watched uh, Sintalal and, uh, oh my gosh, he was getting the worst amount of luck getting Doomsayers off lackeys and stuff like that. It was uh, truly bizarre. 
and then watched a good amount of, I think it was the quarterfinals uh, or some, some of the decider matches, I guess, into the into the semis. So that was fun to watch those. I didn't get to watch the very final, but spoiler alert, if you don't want to, you know, if, you, if you're planning on watching these and don't want to know who won, just skip ahead like a minute or two. Uh, but a big congrats to Dog for taking that. Uh, you know, this being the first Masters Tour event that they've done, really big deal that he wins. And I know Dog specifically has gotten second many times at major events. I think this is his first victory at a major like this. So uh, huge congrats to him. He brought a freeze mage, conjurer's mage list. Uh, it was really interesting. Uh, it's it's the big build that has Astromancers and Caligos, Alexstrasza, Rabble Bouncers. And it was just, uh, it, it was pretty much fire. He was able to do a lot of work with that. It did run a copy of Luna's Pocket Galaxy, which during the meta talk today, we'll talk about how that's affected things. And an Arcane Keysmith. Uh, he, had, he had some very interesting secret pulls that actually kind of uh, either messed up his opponent or, um, or actually messed him up. There was one instance <laughs> of that too. Uh, and his secondary and tertiary decks, uh, I'm not exactly sure what the uh, what the exact strategy was. His secondary decks opted for Sea Giants and Mirror Images and Cadgar, so going for a lot of minions on board and hoping those Sea Giants will really uh, really help out. And then the tertiary deck, I, I didn't ever hear what he was trying to go against with this, but he added in Snip Snap, uh, Arcane Dynamo, and Deranged Doctor, which is the eight mana eight eight uh, Death Rattle gain. Your hero gains eight health. So uh, yeah, pretty crazy that uh, th- that those were the things that he was using. But uh, but huge congrats to him. Uh, and actually, if you're interested in seeing any of the top eights deck lists, I'm gonna. A uh, link to uh, Hearthstone top decks. They've got a great write-up on all of these, uh, all of these top decks, and you can check them out. I don't know that you want to like jump into the ladder completely with all of these right now. <laughs> uh, you you got to hold off until we go over the meta a little later in the episode for that. But especially if you're interested in the specialist meta and uh, these really high-level competitive decks, you should definitely uh, check those out. Uh, there's some. There's a lot of mage in the top eight. Uh, there was some rogue, I believe, some bomb warrior. Actually, I'm not seeing rogue. Ah, oh, there it is, lackey rogue. Uh, Nyria brought brought that. Uh, but yeah, mostly mage, some some bombs and some lackeys. So pretty cool stuff there. And hey, we got a surprise announcement this week about Toki's Wild Bundle, which is live right now. And this is a massive bundle of packs that's available in the store right now. Uh, This is, as the name would suggest, Wild Expansions only, uh, but it has eight packs of every expansion in Wild. So that's a grand total of 56 packs. That is a ton of packs for $34.99 US dollars. That that is a massive discount. It's practically half off. Uh, I I think that they maybe have gone straight half off, but you think about like the pre-order bundles where you get 50 for 50. You're getting 56 for 35, so that is a uh, that is a really good deal right there, and especially for newer players, if you're new to Hearthstone uh, and you've kind of been thinking about dipping your toes in Wild, this is great because in every expansion, the first 10 packs that you open, you're guaranteed a legendary in that, and so eight packs is is just about uh, 10. So there's a really good chance, especially if you if you just started playing this year, you could buy this bundle and get eight legendaries and even if you don't play wild you could dust all of those and that's the most dust you can get for that money by far so 
so I, I know this is probably only going to appeal to some people, uh, but it's a great uh, dust generator if you really want that for future expansions or a wild buffer if you've been thinking about playing. And if you're newer and have this this kind of money to spend on uh, on some a back catalog of cards, I would really encourage you. Uh, this is this is great. So uh, definitely go and check that out. This bundle will be live through July first, so only a couple weeks uh, to to take advantage of it. But you should definitely go and grab it for yourself. And that's kind of all the news. The other news was related with Masters Tour and stuff. And uh, haven't done a show in a few weeks, so <laughs> when you when you don't do that, uh, news news is a touchy subject. I will include here though because I I was reminding everybody on social media if you haven't started saving gold for the next expansion yet, it is definitely time to do that. So like looking at the days that expansions have released in the past. We're somewhere in the neighborhood of like 45 days until the next expansion will release. It should be in August, so we got plenty of time. Um, thinking that we'll see like an announcement like mid-July-ish. It should be like July 10th through the 17th. So we're probably honestly going to see the announcement about those new classic legendaries that we've been waiting for. By the way, I'm up to like 67 packs that I've got saved up for that. Um so yeah, uh, definitely you should be doing that and anticipating. You could, if you do all of your dailies, you could really get around 2,500 gold or about 25 packs, which that's a, that's a great place to start. So if you don't have that gold saved up, definitely do that. Uh, and we'll be excited to see what comes from that. Okay, that is all uh, that I have for the news. So we're going to take some time. Usually I spend this time on a little sponsor break. I'll tell you about the Patreon. But today is a double giveaway day. What? So we'll just let the giveaways be the fun sponsor break for the day. If you're not familiar, I do a giveaway every month for people who are on the Happy Hearthstone newsletter. It's a free service that I have that just sends you emails whenever I come out with new content, either uh, podcasts or blog articles or Patreon content, and you'll just get an email letting you know about that. So if you like uh, what is coming from the Happy Hearthstone world, you definitely should sign up for that, and you can win seven packs every month. Uh, and all you need to do is go over to the happyhearthstone.com slash newsletter to sign up for that. And patrons get double the entries. So great reason to sign up for that as well. So let's go ahead and randomize this and find a winner. And it looks like the winner this month of seven packs is Matt Augustine. Nice. I actually got to meet Matt at BlizzCon this past year. Uh, Matt's the uh, proprietor of Hearthstarter on Twitter. If you haven't checked that out, you definitely should. Uh, Matt is a fine individual, a cool dude, and a friend. So I'm really happy to give those to you, Matt. You just need to email me at thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com to claim those packs, and I'll figure out what you want, and I'll get them to you. And then the other giveaway is for uh, iTunes reviews. So every other month I do a giveaway for a free hour of coaching for anyone who either leaves a review or has left a review. And uh, during that two-month period, you just need to shoot me an email at thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com to let me know uh, what your username was on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts to review and that you'd like to enter that. And I've uh, and this is a pretty slim, uh, slim raffle so far. We had two people this past drawing period. So uh, let's figure out who of these two is going to win. 
And it looks like it is Chris, Chris, who's, whose review I'm actually going to read later on in this show. So uh, thank you so much, Chris, for leaving that uh, iTunes review. It was on the Canadian store, so it took me a little time to actually get it in my inbox. But congrats. You've got an hour of coaching. Just email me, thehappyarson.gmail.com, to let me know you'd like to do that. And again, you can enter these contests every month for the seven packs by going to the happyhearthstone.com slash newsletter. Once you sign up there, I just, I dump your name as long as you're uh, a, uh, as long as you're still actively subscribed, I just pull that whole list to, to draw from. And uh, for the iTunes reviews, you just need to shoot me an email every other month. So I'll be, I'll open up that contest now for June and July to uh, draw in August. So uh, go to Apple Podcasts or to iTunes on your desktop, leave a review and shoot me an email and let me know you'd like to enter. So thanks so much to uh, Matt and Chris and everybody who's either joined the newsletter or left an iTunes review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we haven't had a show, I think, since the buffs hit. And my goodness, was that fun or what? Uh, apparently, Mike Denae was uh, was doing some streaming with his daughter the other day. And he sort of uh, revealed some things on the back end. And one of the things he mentioned is that they're definitely going to do these buffs again, which I think with how well-received it was, you'd kind of be crazy not to because especially the day that those buffs hit, it felt like a new meta. It wasn't completely new, I guess, but it was it was certainly fresh. People were trying all sorts of things. And before we like look at what uh, the data over at hsreplay.net is saying, I, I did kind of want to take a bit of a retrospective as to what those buffs were, what was most impactful and, and stuff like that. Pogo Rogue was obviously what everyone was talking about for the first, I would say, few days or even week. And people were trying to figure out, do you do this complete all-in Pogo Rogue package or do you just kind of slip in uh, the... is it What's it called? Pogo, Pogo Hopper. Gosh, <laughs> I couldn't remember the card text for a little bit uh pogo hopper do you just need to throw those into a regular lackey build and they're just fine in there with shadow steps maybe a vanish or two i don't know and mostly what we found out is that rogue's just strong enough without it and this is a little bit in flux still because pogo hopper was brought to this master steward and it did well Bunny Hopper was true to his name and brought the bunnies who hop in his list. And he did he did fairly well. I can't remember exactly where he placed. Uh, wasn't quite in the top eight, but certainly, uh, certainly a contender. I would say that overall in the meta, this has calmed down quite significantly. Uh, but it's definitely something to still keep your eye on. And uh, an another nod to what Mike Denae was talking about. He said that there's something in this next expansion, or at least, or maybe by the end of the year, that could actually send... Pogo Hopper uh, off the ledge. So uh, that's scary. I don't know if we're going to see another brand bronze beard or something like that. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Other cards people were really uh, testing with were Luna's Pocket Galaxy. So I alluded to that uh, going down from seven mana to five. And it's really found a, a nice place in this uh, sort of more reasonable freeze or big package in the Cyclone Mage build. Uh, a lot of Conjurer's lists actually have, are cutting Cyclone. Uh, the Mana Cyclone, in order to opt for those Rabble Bouncers, Astromancers, Caligos, so these really big minions. And especially if you're seeing a very heavy Warrior meta, 
those, I, I mean, you discount those minions to one, and it's really tough for Warrior to keep up with them unless uh, unless you're playing straight into a brawl, which obviously you're going to hold something <laughs> uh, before then. Um, and your Mountain Giants are basically free, so that's cool too. Another one people have been testing a lot with is Christology. I mean, we knew that when that buff was announced that it was insane, and sure enough, it's insane. Mech Paladin has been in this really weird place where it's not as good of a control deck as I, I think uh, Control Warrior or Control Shaman are, but I really can't make two ends of why that is. Because Christology pulling your Mecharoos, your Bronze Gatekeepers, and there's one more. Maybe it's Galvanizer? I think there's something else that's magnetic with one with one attack that I'm forgetting. Uh, Christology is just able to pull all of those. And then if you play the Glowstone Technician, which is the other buffed card, and you buff all those things, Kangor's Endless Army will bring them back buffed. I, there, there is a lot of staying power to it. I think that if Equality were still two mana, that Mech Paladin would probably be one of the, one of the strongest control decks around. Uh, right now, it's sort of just sitting under those other two, I would say, just a bit. And uh, not sure if it'll if it'll go up uh, beyond that. The OTK Pally is the other interesting thing because uh, Christology is just drawing two of your cards. I mean, Novice Engineers or Acolytes of Pain are fantastic draw engines. And so for OTK Pally to have something like this that can pull more draw and just cycle through the deck as quickly as possible, a la old school Mechathune Priest days, that's just dangerous for an OTK deck because uh, that's what they want to do. So... I'm kind of surprised. We were definitely timid about uh, OTK Pally, but it hasn't been as huge of a threat, I think, uh, as uh, most people anticipated that it could be. Oh, you know what it is? I, I should have known that. It's Bomb Warrior. It's the same reason Nomi Priest is kind of kept in check because Bomb Warrior is still quite a thing. And when you're trying to cycle through your deck and your opponent is just shuffling deal five damages to you, uh, that doesn't tend to work out too well for your uh, for your game plan. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I think that that's still a deck that you want to kind of keep your eye on, especially for the future. I mean, the pieces are there in order to make the OTK possible. Uh, so it's just a matter of like, are there going to be other cards that let you cycle through or destroy parts of your deck? Uh, looking at you, Hammett Jungle Hunter. <laughs> he was my boy. What can I say? Thunderhead has also opened up some Control Shaman builds. And Thunderhead was seeing some play before, but at a, at, as a 3-6, six, 6 health is just so hard to, uh, to get up against. And what's been interesting is that Control Shaman has sort of been a thing now, and now there's this aggro overload Shaman. There really wasn't a thing before, but with all the same cards with just one extra health tick, is becoming something that you got to watch out for against Shaman. Uh, Doomhammer and Rockbiter Weapon are back, baby. I mean... For those of you who weren't playing then, Rockbiter Weapon used to be one mana, and the Doomhammer-Rockbiter uh, combo for 10 damage was just uh, pretty insane, and it is still definitely a thing. Spirit of the Frog is really interesting. I know I talked about that on a previous episode, but it's it's making its way into these aggressive builds because uh, it just lets you draw through all the crazy shenanigans of, of your deck. So Shaman has got some interesting things, and then Murloc Shaman I didn't even mention, but uh, that's still a thing. 
Apparently, I actually ran into a control shaman that was running Underbelly Angler, and I think it was just Sludge Slurper. Those are the only two Murlocs in their deck, but it's sort of like a, oh no, Ghost Light Angler. That was the other one. And they hit a, uh, a an Underbelly Angler and then played the rest of their 10 mana with those Ghost Lights and just basically drew a, a handful of Murlocs that synergized with each other, and I could not keep up with that, so... Uh, yeah, that was interesting. So uh, there's there's lots of interesting stuff with that. Uh, but truly, more than any of these buffs, you know what has shaken up the meta in a huge way? It's Snip Snap. And you don't need me to tell you that because you have Snip Snap in your collection. You've probably played with it. Uh, it is, I, I tell you what, they've given away free cards in the past. They gave us a free uh, Marin the Fox, obviously. They gave us a free copy of Volcanosaur right before Journey to Angoro hit. Uh, I think those are, I, they gave us like Loas and Spirits or free Legendaries, but I think those are the only times they've given away like the same card to every, oh, Arc, Arc, Archmage uh, Vargoth, obviously, too. But goodness, I think Snip Snap overshadows everything. Ah, Vargoth was really crazy for those days when we had Spellstones and stuff like that. Oh, that was a... I don't know that I want that meta back. Um, Snip Snap, though, has just made its way into so many archetypes and has created some archetypes also. So Token Druid is a big one that has you know, been around since the beginning of, uh, of Rise of Shadows. And now there's a variant of it, of mechs, uh, that runs Microtech controllers and uh, replicating menace. That's what I was trying to think of. Uh, and even harvest golems are finding their way in because that death rattle is just so helpful. Uh, so yeah, so token druid is sort of taking on a different uh, a different bend because of those things. Uh, you got mech hunter, which is you know that that was probably the easiest place for snip snap to just find a place because uh, it's it's doing just great. What's crazy to me is it's not just these aggressive decks, though. Control Warrior has found a place for it as well, because Control Warrior runs a lot of mechs. They've got the um, Omega Devastators, Dynomatics, Zilliacs, obviously anything you get after Dr. Boom or the uh, Omega Assemblies, even Eternium Rover. True story, I lost to a Control Warrior the other day who played Eternium Rover on turn one and then coined Snip Snap magnetized to it the next turn and it was a three six and i could not i i didn't have any removal cards in my hand and they just beat me down i think i was dead on turn six i was like whoa you're not supposed to be pulling shenanigans like that so that was uh yeah that was humiliating <laughs> but the fact that snip snap is just finding so many different places is crazy so i mean zilliax is probably going to be the most popular card period uh, for through the rest of the standard year uh, but Snip Snap's uh, not too far behind. Actually, as I, as I transition into the HS Replay statistics that are available at hsreplay.net, Zilliax has been the most played card in, in decks across the board for a while. In fact, uh, according to the site right now, it's at 63.6% of decks are running uh, one copy of Zilliax. Uh, but right behind it, uh, second most popular in all decks across the board is Snip Snap at 28.4%. Uh, Mekaru, interesting enough, is the is the one after that. So, the fact that they were just willing to give away this really good, strong, flexible card to everyone for free, and much less even a golden copy of it. I don't think they uh, they gave away an Elite Torn Chieftain. I think early on, I uh, wasn't around for that, but just insane. Uh, I'm I'm really. It's just really cool that they did that, and I don't want to. Uh, 
I don't want us to move so quickly past this and just think about the fact that this is a thing and forget like that they made, they made some decisions that honestly they could have charged us five bucks for SimpSnap if they wanted to. They could have just added him into the pool of legendaries you can get from Boomsday Project packs. And we all probably would have bought a lot of packs, but they just gave it to us. So um, pretty cool move on their part, and uh, I'm really thankful for that. I'm sure I'm sure that they'll try other stuff like this, especially with how they've been doing more of it lately, uh, it seems, with Vargoth and stuff. So um, should be fun. So yeah, let's dig deeper into the, the data. Um, you know, this is something we do during this meta overlook is we check out hsreplay.net and, uh, you know, as a, as a disclaimer, I do work for, for HS Replay with their customer service and stuff. But I tell you what, if you haven't used their deck trackers, which are absolutely free, or their website, which they have a ton of great free stuff, but then if you go premium for $5 a month, you get... Uh, filters and just insanity that will help you read the metal like never before. So definitely encourage you to download those deck trackers for free for your Mac, PC, or Android, and uh, and definitely check out the website to see what the metal looks like. And I'll, I'll sort of digest some of the stuff that's available on their on their site for you here, and I can uh, get you a recommendation as you're hitting the ladder. So across the board, as we're looking at the past, uh, I wanted to look at the past seven days on here uh, from all data that's been uh, absorbed in here. By the way, almost two and a half million games and over 160,000 people who are contributing to that, which is really cool. The tier one decks that they're reporting right now are in order Mech Hunter, Secret Hunter, Control Warrior, Token Druid, and Murloc Shaman. So you'll notice that those are a lot of very aggressive decks. Mech Hunter, I think, is absolutely the new face hunter. It's not a hero power every turn deck, but the truth is that the strategy of Mech Hunter is to be relentless in pressure. Uh, I was actually coaching one of the patrons, Chris, on this deck uh, this past week, and I, I felt like I was just telling him over and over again, like, what you want to do every turn is make sure that they have to answer you. And most of the times they won't be able to unless they've got a really clear single target removal like a rogue running sap or a mirror that's running deadly shot or something like that. And, uh, you know, you got death rattles with replicating menace and mecharoo and snip snap to l let your board keep going. Explode nader gets you more tokens and your opponent's so, uh, so overwhelmed by managing your board that they don't notice that they're at 12 health and they're going to die next turn, no matter what they do. And, uh, it's kind of the, uh, it's kind of the back and forth, honestly, same thing with Token Druid from the beginning, that you just keep adding these tokens to the board that you're essentially telling your opponent, if you don't deal with my board, I might buff it, and then you really won't be able to deal with it. So you can either die now or you can die in a few turns, but you're going to die. And I think that's why those decks have just continued to do so, so well. Uh, Secret Hunter mentioned I got to rank five with, uh, with a list. And that's an interesting one. Like the secret keepers on here are obviously uh, very, very powerful when you get those out and are able to get like a snake trap or a freezing trap uh, on the next turn. A uh, rat trap is super hard to play around and with as many uh, rogues as are still on the ladder. Actually, I guess I haven't seen as many of those. Um, but during the mid to late game of any any deck strategy, uh, for them to not play three cards in a turn could limit them for a very long time. And getting a 6-6 six, six from that, unless they have an answer for it, they're not going to do that. So um, 
So yeah, the, the Secret Hunter is another really aggressive build. So Control Warrior, why is that taking off? Why is that the one uh, the one deck that's not an aggressive strategy that's really able um, to, uh, to take care of stuff? Well, uh, you know, Zoo is still really popular on the ladder. And Control Warrior has just historically done really well. I mean, you got Warpass, you got Dynamatics that can typically deal with what's on the board at any given time. Um, and you just basically replicate that answer for Murloc Shaman, for Token Druid, uh, not quite as much for Mech Hunter. It's about a 50-50 split in that matchup. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Control Warrior is just going to be able to, uh, to answer these really aggressive decks about as well as anything can. And especially with the rush minions that they're running, like Militia Commanders and Zilliacs, there's some that are running Darius Crowley, uh, but not nearly as much with that. Um, they're just able to respond to things a lot quicker and be able to mop up the board uh, and then save their brawls for really big turns. So, I would actually say, because um, Mech Paladin just barely doesn't make this list, that if you're running a Mech Paladin list with Wild Pyromancers, you can probably do well. And actually, even more so with Nomi Priest. I know that that's really what it was famous for. That deck has uh, definitely subsided in favor uh, as of late. But uh, but uh, Mech Paladin is, is just barely not quite there. Murlocs are taking over. I know it's been a... Slissa has really uh, forged a trail as far as this deck being competitive. Uh, she she had top 10 legend, I think, with it last month. And then I this is... She deserves some serious uh, props. She entered her very first Masters qualifier and qualified in it with Murloc Shaman, which is just insane. I mean, I've I played in, in many of these. I haven't really taken them super seriously, uh, I've been playing mostly for fun, but to just go and and compete at that high of a level and succeed at that high of a level on your first try is absolutely insane. So, um, but she's really been a, propi- a proprietor of the uh, the strength of these Murloc lists, and uh, so we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of testing still with like Hagatha the Witch and Swamp Queen Hagatha. Even Shutterwalk is seeing some play as well. So. Uh, so yeah, I would look. I would look to her list, especially if you're wanting to get your Mergle on uh, right now. So yeah, those are the top lists right now. Uh, if you actually look at the matchups page on uh, on the meta page, I'll, I'll let you in on something that is really not well utilized. Uh, you go to hsreplay.net/meta. And then available to everyone, there's a tab at the top that says matchups. When you click on that, you get a huge diagram of all the different uh, all the different matchups that are possible. And for premium users, you've got some filters that can allow you to see different time frames and ranks and stuff. Uh, but if you look at the very far right on this page, if you're looking at it right now, there's a column that says EWR at the top. And EWR stands for estimated win rate. And this is, this is a massively helpful number because what this does is it weights, uh, or weighs, excuse me, the, diff- the popularity of different decks and averages the win rate of a deck based off the popularity of those other decks. So the estimated win rate is about what you might expect to see if you took a deck of that archetype on the ladder right now. Obviously, your results may vary. All of this is data to help inform you, not to guarantee anything because that's impossible. Uh, But you can sort of look at this at a quick glance and get a feel for which decks 
are going to be able to come up against the most popular decks out there. So a little tidbit for you. I mean, that's, that's what you get for knowing somebody on the inside. That, uh, it, but this is, I mean, it's hidden in plain view. It's available to everyone right there. So, but you definitely should check this out. I actually check this out frequently. And with premium, I can look at my rank and see exactly uh, based off popularity at that rank, what's going on and what's, uh, what's most possible. So looking at this page, taking all games into consideration, uh, you got Mech Hunter at the top of popularity right now. And, uh, and it's because Mech Hunter does so well against a lot of the other popular decks. Token Druid's really the only one that's able to come up against it and uh, give it a run for its money. Bomb Warrior, Midrange Hunter, Cyclone Mage, uh, even Control Warrior, Mech Hunter has just the slightest advantage on. Um, and Pogo Rogue, Tempo Rogue, they just don't stand a chance against Mech Hunter. I, I think that most of my losses lately have been to Mech Hunter playing that Hook Tusk Rogue. And actually, I, I'd be interested to go a little bit deeper, and I think I could find it. Yeah, Mech Hunter still sports a, a higher win rate against Hook Tusk Rogue. Um, it looks like actually all the Rogue variants, except for Water Rogue, because, man, those Sea Giants, eh? <laughs> So Mech Hunter, I mean, far and large, by and large, is is huge on there. Token Druid is actually the other big winner if you look at this, though, as far as being able to uh, come up against the most popular stuff. Mech Hunter doesn't do well against it. Bomb Warrior doesn't either. Midrange Hunter. And it's because of the pressure. Token Druid just is able to get out there. Now, I'm I'm really not convinced yet that Mech Token Druid is the better option to go. Snip Snap's fun. Microtech Controller is a fine card on its own. Uh, but I don't know that the inclusion of one legendary is enough to really sustain it. Uh, I, I Selfishly, I really want Treant Token Druid to be a thing because I think that deck is just fun. And I like Dendrologist and Mulch Muncher. Um, but it's, that one's definitely not as effective. So I can't recommend that right now. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the, the big ones right there. And interestingly enough, Mech Paladin is actually another one to watch out for looking at these. Mech Paladin has a 74% win rate against Bomb Warrior right now. And I think that's because of how fast Mech Paladin actually can go. It was it was uh, Glotron and Skaterbot were the one one attack minions I was forgetting about. And when you get those off of Call to Adventure and you can magnetize them on something already... Gosh, if your opponent doesn't have a shield slam or an execute to deal with it immediately, you're just, I mean, you're the aggressive deck, honestly. And then uh, being able to pull out the Kangers and get um, get a Mechano Egg that had Zilliax and something else attached to it, it just ends up getting insane really fast. So, um, so yeah, those are kind of the three decks I want to draw your attention to the most. As far as my How to Have a Happy Time uh, deck of the week, I know I've talked about Token Druid in the past being a really good strategy, especially for players who are in the ranks uh, between 25 and 10. I, I think that it still is good, but I am going to nod, give the nod to Mech Hunter as being just a little bit better. Um, and Mech Hunter, I think, is more accessible uh, Rarity-wise, also right now, Leroy and Zilliax are the only must-have legendaries. You know, there are plenty of uh, copies or deck lists that do run Boom Master Flark and Snip Snaps in there, but everybody's got him. So, uh, but Flark is definitely not necessary in order for the deck to really do well. I guess, honestly, my recommendation is going to come down to when you started playing. If you were around during the Boomsday Project, you probably have plenty of these mechs and you can afford to do Mech Hunter and you should do that. Uh, if you're a brand new player, if you've only been playing for the past six months or less, 
you may not have those Boomsday Project cards and you need to focus a little bit more on the Token Druid list that is a lot more classic Rise of Shadows cards uh, than, uh, than the Mech Hunter list is. So, because either of them honestly are going to do really good against this front. And I, I would tell you just hold Control Warrior in your back pocket. I've really been on the line about switching over to Control Warrior because I've been seeing so many of these aggressive lists and I think they're only going to get uh, more uh, more popular as I get closer to the Legend rank. Uh, but, but yeah, it's uh, obviously much more expensive to go the Control Warrior list uh, route. But if you've got those cards, if you enjoy the slower game pace and you're seeing a lot of these aggressive lists, then it could be your best friend. You're going to make Garrosh very, very happy by, uh, by going with him and uh, choosing to do that. So those are my best recommendations for you. I hope you're enjoying the meta, and especially with these classic legendaries. I wish I could get you an exact uh, news article, uh, but I think we're going to have an announcement very soon about uh, a couple new legendaries, maybe even some other cards that are joining the classic set to sort of fill it out, and that will uh, certainly bring a new dimension to the meta when they when they are released as well. Probably not as impactful as these buffs were because, come on, two cards for every class and Snip Snap? Uh, that's just a ton. So uh, I hope that's helpful to you, though, I, and I hope that you are absolutely enjoying the meta like I am because there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot to do, a lot of decks to play around with. Not really a clear front runner. And, I mean, as I, you know, I, I said most of my experience so far is with this Hook, Tuck, Hook Tusk Rogue list, uh, I didn't go in depth with it because it may not be the best choice overall, but for me right now, it's really doing a lot of work. So I'm going to continue to uh, go after it and see if I can uh, see if I can hit legend. So uh, if you're doing well with the list, I would love to know. And a great way to get in touch with me is through our Discord channel. You can join for free over at thehappyhearthstone.com slash Discord. Uh, we're doing a lot of talking, sharing deck lists, and all sorts of stuff like that. So uh, please go hang out in there and let me know. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at Andrews Living and let me know. Uh, let me know what decks are working for you. So let's talk a little community here. And I mentioned earlier I've got an iTunes review to read from Chris, who is the winner of the coaching this month. So let's go ahead and read that. The title is Excellent Hearthstone Podcast, five stars. And it says, I'm a lifelong 40-something gamer, but new to Hearthstone. I'm hooked. Me too, Chris. I stumbled upon the Happy Hearthstone podcast while seeking out more info about the game. Many of the Hearthstone podcasts and articles feel targeted exclusively for experienced players and aren't newcomer friendly. I love Andrew's approach. His love and knowledge for Hearthstone shines through and his positivity makes for a fun and enjoyable listen. The podcast strikes uh, as accessible for players of all skill and experience levels. I'm learning a ton about the gaming community. Thank you, Andrew, for helping me and other fellow Hearthstoners improve our game and have fun along the way. Keep up the great work and all the best with your expanding family. Thank you so much, Chris. That really means a lot. And I'm, I'm so glad that you found it in that way that really has been my heart uh, for this show obviously want to keep it fun upbeat and uh and friendly as it has been since the very beginning of the show um but especially to really help people who are either newer to the game or trying to kind of find their footing and get up to their next level um i honestly it's just part of me as a human is that i i very much have a teacher's heart so i hope that uh, by coming out with this content by helping you with uh you know, tips and tricks along the way, 
uh, that it can really help you enjoy the game more because as you get better, it is more fun. I, you know, it's science that it's more fun to win than lose. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, but thank you so much for those kind words. And again, if you would like to uh, leave a lasting mark and legacy on the Happy Hearthstone, you can do so over at Apple Podcasts on the app or in the iTunes store. Uh, either way, really appreciate it and would love to get you in a drawing for some coaching because coaching helps a lot. All right, I've got a card of the week and I'm excited for this one. Uh, I think you'll know I'm a little bit hyped for this movie that is coming out soon. So I had to do a little throwback uh, for this. So here we go for the card of the week uh, for this week. Evil cable rat rules. Evil cable rat rules. When I've got not much ado and i'm top decking this on the old turn two i'm truly happy to draw this dude yeah evil cable rat rules now some of the minions might be a little bit better statted more health or attack too maybe but getting a lackey's good sooner or later And when I'm a rogue, that's a combo activator And when my shark is down In lackeys, I'm gonna drown In a good way You're gonna see the sewer's not your destiny Evil Cable Rat, you got a friend in me in my deck, I want three, but you can't do that. Yeah, your scheming is my favorite mystery. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I am a huge Pixar fan. I love all of their movies, and Toy Story especially has a special place in my heart. And my daughter latched onto the movies insanely so, so we decided for her birthday at the end of the month, I'm going to take her to see Toy Story 4, and I cannot wait. Uh, looks to be really good. But Evil Cable Rat, uh, two mana, one, one neutral beast, battle cry, add a random lackey to your hand. So this card has actually been really rising in play. And actually, the Hooktush Rogue that I'm playing runs two copies of this. Uh, again, I was really fascinated by the cards list on HS Replay because Evil Cable Rat is actually on the list in the most percentage of deck or in contendence with the. Uh, the most played cards in decks. In fact, it's in uh, almost 14% of decks are running uh, at least one copy of Evil Cable Rat, but uh, it says that the average is 1.9. So I think that's mostly the running two there. Um, my goodness, was I wrong about this card when we reviewed it? I mean, I, I just thought the lackeys were underwhelming overall. So I, that was really the big miss on my part. And it took me a 1-1. It's like, what are you going to do with that, really? The big thing for Rogue with these lackeys, though, the reason why lackey Rogue is a thing and you don't see it as much in, well, certainly not in Priest. You see it in Zoo, but that's mostly for magic carpet nonsense. Uh, in Rogue, they are combo activators and the effects are fairly strong. Uh, they're not game breaking, but goodness, dealing two damage to anything is very good. Uh, and evolving your evil miscreant into something is very good. Even evolving this little two mana one one into a three mana whatever uh, I'm trying to think of what like your best options are at the three cost. I guess you could get Snip Snap off of that. That's pretty dang good. Uh, I actually evolved an evil miscreant today and got a Corcoran Elite, or is that what it's called? The four mana four three with charge in, uh, in Warrior. That's pretty dang good. So 
Uh, all of that's possible because of the evil cable rat. And in Rogue especially, where on turn two you're just daggering up, uh, evil cable rat on turn two is just so good. And can end up being fine as far as like continuing combos in the later game. Maybe you don't have the lackeys yet. So on turn five, you can play this into an SI7 agent or into an evil miscreant. Uh, that's really good. It's just very versatile. And I, I don't know if you've slowed down to think about this, but I was especially thinking about it as I was choosing this as the card of the week. That they told us from the beginning we're going to see lackeys added to the pool as the year continues. So I'm actually really, really excited to see what those lackeys are, whether they're better, worse, around the same power level. I can't even remember. I, I, I'm thinking more in flavor rather than uh, effect. Like we, we don't have a Murloc lackey, so I'd be interested to see that. But like, what is there left to really do with these? Uh, they're creative enough that they'll come up with it. This is why I'm not a card designer by trade. <laughs> but I'm really excited to see how, uh, how the lackey pool progresses. And uh, I mean, Evil Cable Rat's only going to get better. And by the way, what I said at the very end of the song about uh, the, his scheming being my favorite mystery, I, like, what, what, what's the plan here? Are, are we sending evil rats into the sewers to do something? And, and why are there cables? I actually heard a streamer once call it the evil cabal rat, and I was like, that actually makes more sense that it's in the cabal uh, territory. But it's it just a mystery there. Anyway, I'll keep playing evil cable rat because you're a good guard. <laughs> So as we wrap up here, I want to remind you, you are the happy Hearthstone. This show is all about you. And I, again, I can't thank you enough that during this time when I'm, uh, I'm definitely more tired than I have been in order to care for myself and my family, being able to take off some weeks from producing this content has been a huge help. I'm sure for some of you, it's been disappointing because you look forward to this show every week. And that means <laughs> your disappointment actually means a ton that you enjoy the show that much. Uh, but that's why I wanted to get this show out. I, I had a little uh, a little opportunity here to just get this out the door and uh, wanted to get it to you before um, before I take a little bit more time and then get back into it for sure. So uh, thank you so much for sticking with me and sticking around and looking forward to getting back on to this soon. Uh, in the meantime, uh, of course, if you enjoy the show, there are a ton of ways to support it. Uh, one of the ways I mentioned earlier was Apple Podcast Reviews. Uh, and if you'd like to check out the Patreon where you can join the communities that are hanging out there, uh, the Inner Fire is still going strong and it's an exclusive Discord channel where we're talking about uh, a lot of different stuff. I'm sharing deck lists as I'm playing essentially so you can figure out what's working for me and what's working for other people who are in that same place where they're really trying to take their game seriously and improve. And that starts at $10 a month. But the Patreon's available for anyone at any level. You can get some extra perks and uh, support the show in the meanwhile. So uh, thank you so much to everybody who's been supportive on the Patreon. And especially patrons have been completely understanding. I was a little nervous at first because it's like, man, I've, I've really, you guys are the people who have made this show happen and allowed me to create some extra margin to do this. Uh, but, um, but more than anyone, patrons have been most supportive, I would say. So thank you so much to all of you. And I, I have to give a huge shout out and thank you, of course, to the producers of the Happy Hearthstone, Menach, KJ Miller, and now we have a new producer, Brian O. So thank you so much to you three for supporting the show at the level that you do, for being a really huge parts of the Inner Fire community, too. Um, I've been, been really excited to have the three of you as 
uh, as co-laborers, I suppose, in, the, in this podcast sphere. So I know it's because you believe in the show and you enjoy the show. So I can't thank you enough for the support, the support to all three of you. So thank you so much. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so in a number of ways. I am as active on Twitter because like at 3 a.m. when I'm uh, holding my son and uh, I know I won't get to sleep for 30 minutes, I'll go and hang out on Twitter for a little bit. So uh, if, if you uh, want to do that, Andrew is Living is where you can find me on there and find all the shenanigans. You can also email me at thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com. Let me know what you'd like to see in future episodes. If you'd like to join me for a future episode, uh, because next one we will be, I will be back with a community member. Should be a great time. And uh, what are the other things you can do? You can actually follow me on Twitch at Andrew is Living as well. I've actually been, uh, my brother-in-law actually came and visited us and he actually upgraded our internet a little bit. And so I've been needing to find some time to go and test it out because I think the quality on the stream is going to be better. He, he specifically wanted to do this so that it could help uh, the stream a little bit. So I feel like I kind of owe it to him to try that out. Um, but twitch.tv slash Andrew is Living, you can follow and turn on notifications so that you know uh, when I randomly end up streaming. And that's about all I got for you today. So again, thank you so much for the support. I I know I've said that a million times on this show, but I feel like I cannot say it enough because I'm truly thankful for every one of you who would tune in, listen, truly become friends in the process and be supportive of me and the family as we're embarking in a new era as a family of four. Uh, I'm sure I'll share some uh, some other uh, silly baby photos and stuff like that on uh, my Twitter and with you all. Um, but yeah, it's it's an exciting time personally, and I uh, can't wait to see what's ahead. So thank you so much for visiting the Happy Hearthstone and having a little fun with us. I'll see you next time.